what it rolling is. Rolling dice. <laughs> That's uh, we got ah. the dice segment coming up. But first, feels so good. Oh, all them dice. <laughs> Welcome to an all new episode of Waz Curated Indie Games. I'm one of your hosts, Joey. I'm Ari. We're gonna talk about games. Yeah, man. What have you been playing? Uh I we pushed recording this a week. This a week, uh, because bubba What happened is I started rebuying everything on Switch, which is exactly what I knew I would do. You played right into Nintendo's hands. Yeah, well, not even theirs. It's just like, oh, this this game I really like is portable now, and I can play it while we watch TV or something. And it costs a little bit more, and I already have it. But like, oh, I love that game. Already. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So, I got Flint Hook. Which I mean, and Chris, probably you wouldn't have played much more Flint Hook, even though you really loved it. Right, because I, it took up the whole TV. Yeah, but I played a lot of Flint Hook, even when I it took up <laughs> the whole TV, because that is a very good game. Uh, and by process of association slash remembering how much I liked Flint Hook. I then bought Mercenary Kings, which is by the same people. Which, like, that's one that I just, I, I it's been around for forever. I just yes. never, like, played it much. I think I have it, and I put a little bit of time, but something about it just didn't get my attention. I was expecting it to be, like, Metal Slug. Yeah. And it's not Metal Slug. It's closer to Monster Hunter than Metal Slug. You have a giant map. Way? You have a mission you got to go into. You're reusing parts of the levels again and getting to know the areas and know where stuff is. So if you know where this particular type of enemy spawns, you can go there and knock the mission out really quick. But you're also picking up shit to craft new weapon pieces. You're picking up stuff to um, build mods for your guy, which would essentially be like new abilities or secondary uh, abilities and stuff like that. You're accepting missions. You have... Um, ranks of mission types. So there's like recruit and then general, you know, and like you have to work your way down the star hunter list to get new missions or like do a story mission that'll unlock the next tier. So you're literally taking stuff, going into this giant map and doing it. And then you can, there's a secondary objective you can do or not, which will give you more payout. And the core weapon system is like five different pieces of a gun so like the handle, the sight, the stock, the you know, well, magazine, the whatever. Well, you can mix and match every piece. And then that'll determine how quick you fire, how quick you reload, which it's an active reload like Gears of War. So you reload and then you have to press it again. You can get going faster or you can just wait. Um it'll determine your damage, which numbers ping off of stuff as you hit them. Uh so I have a version right now that is a a version of the hand cannon. That only does two shots before you have to reload, but it's like 900 damage. If I plugged in a magazine... So you got to make them count. Exactly. If I plug in a magazine, I can go up to like eight or nine shots, but then the damage amount goes down to like 250. So you get to find and tweak your balance on how you want to shoot and play the game to... (laughs) to like get your the weapon you want and craft and like it changes the way the gun actually looks and all this stuff. Do cats cook for you? There's no palicos. You might like it. Yeah, it sounds better. Sounds better. I'm trying to think if there is any weird shit like that. It's all pretty standard. Like your general is always screaming at you and always talking about how much he loves coffee, which is funny. Okay. Um there's a couple new mission types they added on Switch. They added a couple more playable characters 
and multiplayer, like I think couch multiplayer or there there was some multiplayer thing they changed. Okay. I'm not sure what it was, but now there's four characters instead of just two. So they're the you got game, at least something. Yeah, they got extra. Well, and I for sure like you said would have never played it again. Yeah. But I I did a whole tier of that and I got back up in Flint Hook to where I was on the TV. The, the TV. So which is like I beat the first boss. That game just is you have to bang your head against it for a while to like rank them up and get more of those skill slots. Flint Hook still plays amazingly. Like that is one of the coolest feeling games We're where just flying around. Yeah, where you feel like you are a fucking badass doing just like slow mo time, and then you can you can basically move from section or map to map, section to section without ever touching the ground. And you're just like yeah, ping, ping, neat. ping, 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 and it feels great. So like that made me. It's like I want to. I should try Mercenary Kings again. Like tribute, solid. Their art is always really good. And Have you thought about getting a grappling hook? Just in general, just for your life. I got a butterfly knife trainer instead. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 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 Um, and then I also rebought uh, Enter the Gungeon, which is great. Which is a really good game. But the only time I ever played Enter the Gungeon was on my laptop when I was working on a pilot at like 10 p.m. when I was waiting for exports. <laughs> I was like playing it again, and I got a very vivid memory of like. Oh yeah, that's when I played this because I never played it like again. Weird after that. sense memory. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, but that's still a really good game. Also, game. super weird. Like funny little bullet people. Yeah, you're shooting the bulletman. Yeah, with bullets. That that game also has like a great sense of like controlled chaos or being a badass. Like you flip up tables and use them as like uh, barricades, barricades and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that game was great. Yeah, feels real good. Um, and then I rebought Slain. Because it was on sale. You remember Slain? No. Does it have a Y in the middle? No. It's S-L-A-I-N <laughs> colon Back From Hell edition or something. Nope. It was the one that looked like every death metal band cover come to life in pixel art form. Like Salt and Sanctuary? No. More death metal than that. Really? Yeah. Look up look up Slain. I'll, Slain. I'll vamp while you do it. Vamp, 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 vamp. <laughs> think that's how that works uh well i'm pretty sure it does because it just did yeah so i bought it on pc when it came out because i was looking forward to it based solely on the art because it's insane and then it came out and people fucking hated the controls and the combat it's got mixed reviews now right so they it came out people hated it they completely retooled the way combat worked yeah and released this like big 2.0 edition. Oh, I do edition. remember this now. Yeah. But I, I see why I mixed it up with Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah. This one is more linear. It feels like a very old style, like like a Ghost and Goblins, move left to right. It's not like you're going around a map or anything. You're just getting through this very punishing, difficult, sort of clunky feeling, intentionally, um, you know, linear level. The art is, is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, the game controls fine. It was on sale, which is the only reason it pushed me overboard. Cause even on, on sale, it was, I think the cost of the steam version. Uh, and I already had it, which is the other thing. Yeah. Which steam right now it's $12. Okay. Then yeah, there's trying, there's selling for 20 on switch, but it's the, the $20 one is like, uh, a whole bundle where you get deluxe soundtrack content or some shit. And stuff. Yeah. Um, the, or maybe the, maybe this, the steam one has the DLC. 
The Switch one, you mean? Or the Switch one, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But uh, it's fine. I've definitely played that one the least of the ones I rebought. Um, just because it's not meant to be that type of game. Like, you just do the section and get through to the next area. It's not like I'm going to do a run and see what happens on this run. At the heart of every domain, Bethorin will confront a mighty foe. Did you know your name is Bethorin? I know that there's more story than I care about. (laughs) Six hours of bone-crushing, metal-fueled mayhem and gore. They deliver on that. That's good. Yeah. So I'm making up for my lack of of stuff I'm going to be bringing up further in the episode by at least speaking to more indie games at the front here than I normally would. Yeah, um, do it. With all those rebuys. Uh, I did do a Spelunky run again recently. I'm starting to gear back up for whenever Spelunky 2 happens. <laughs> um, did you I, ever get all the, finish off your last one or two Achievos? I have one left. One? One. Is it no money, or what is it's it? It's no money. No money. Ooh. The closest I, it's you have to beat Olmec without picking up a single money. Yeah, I was in the Olmec fight and got a hidden coin, <laughs> and that's uh, that's the closest I've ever gotten. Suck it. It's and and what that does because odds are because it is so hard. It's one of the last things you're going to do. You have to untrain hours and hours and hours of muscle memory and reflex and like. You, your vision just like takes in this information of something or a place I need to go to. You yeah. have to unlearn all of that. That's like the number one thing to learn is like collect all the money you can. Yeah. So it's, it's fucking hard to first even attempt. And then that game can just fuck you in ways that like you can't, you have no control. Yeah, things pop up and that's it. Yeah. You like in the jungle because of the foliage in the foreground, sometimes yeah. there's just something there that you straight up can't see. Yeah. So you just have to learn the areas where money can hide. Or you get, like, three dark levels in a row. Or, yeah, if it says, I actually was looking at guides and, like, um, like hints and tips on how to get through that. And it was like, if you get a dark level, start over. Yeah. It's, like, straight up what it said. Yeah. So that is the only one I have left to get. And I've stepped away from it for probably half a year now. And I saw somebody playing Splunky, and they were being really bad at it on a video recently. I'm like, <laughs> I need to do a run, like, right now. Show this fucking wiener Yeah, like, they didn't get out. Nerdling or what's that? They didn't get out of the mines, and then I what's died that? super hilariously in the jungle somewhere. <laughs> so, at least I was like, well, mines are no problem. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still one of the the best games ever made. But I'm really curious what 2 is going to be, or how much Derek is going to be involved in it. Just because I know, I, I think it's the company that did the ports are the primary developers on it. It's no Moss Mouth. He'll be in, it's in association with or what he's yeah, involved. But it's but not. I think the primary coding and all that stuff, like the grunt work, is going to be done by Blitworks, I believe, which is the What's people. What's he doing? Why isn't I mean, you know, he's he working does, on UFO fifty. He does like these uh, game jammy type things every once in a while. Well, do you know what UFO fifty is? That's the like. Uh, 50 games that are all kind of retro-y. Yeah, all yeah. in one thing. But like, how much time can those things take? Apparently a while, because <laughs> they've been working on it forever. That's true, but there's a lot of people involved in it, right? Yeah, there's. it's him. It's the guy who made that card game with him, the the Time yeah, Barons. The, the actual physical card game. Yeah, which I is only okay. Um, <laughs> the guy who did Downwell and one other dude I can't remember now. Who's another developer. Yeah, another indie yeah. guy. 
um, which I'm fucking pumped for that. I have no idea when that's going to be out, but people who've played a handful of them are like some of these are excellent games even by themselves, let alone the fact that there's... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, 50 things built into it. But I thought it was just like they just game jam through a bunch of games and then they're going to put it out, but I guess that's not what they're doing. I guess they're actually building real good games. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and it's all in like one launch, one launcher. Yeah. Um, what I hope Splunky 2 isn't is that it's a reskinned version of direct analogs to everything in Spelunky 1. Like, I hope Just, there isn't another hell chain that is, like, one item from each level that you have to get to move to the next thing, to the next... But that's, like, that's I mean, that's kind of probably what it's going to be. Just more Spelunky. But I want, like, a little... Like, a, change it. But then Just you say that, bit. but then you're going to be like, ah, fucking new controls are garbage. Like, But I, I at least want the challenge to be somewhat different. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to get a thing on this level to get a thing on this level to get a thing on this level. Like... Even if it's like I got to get this item, I have to carry it through this, or just do some mechanically yeah, different like thing. One additional, like now you have a whip and you have like a lasso or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, and there's stuff that was in the pixel version of Splunky that isn't in Splunky XBLA version. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe they'll finally add the bow and arrow. Like that was an item that just never made it over yeah. for whatever reason. But I'm gonna play it a lot, no matter what. As long as it feels exactly like Splunky did, which yeah. I can't imagine it won't. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I mean, you could play one of the like thousands of reskin Spelunky games that <laughs> came out after they gave away the source code, right? Or the one that came with uh, my game maker, my face. Oh, in it where I modded myself. Yeah. Um, what else here? I've still been playing Deep Rock quite a bit. Still like that a lot. They Deep added Rock. their first major update. What did it have? They added um, a couple new creatures that are just, they're not like enemies. They just like are around. They're just chilling. Cave jellies. Okay. They added a new enemy type that was like this flying bug. They added a terminal where you can buy and sell the advanced minerals Mm -hmm. or advanced materials. When you're on a mission? No. Oh, after. In between, yeah. So like you you have these specific things you need to upgrade stuff. They made them crazy expensive, but basically if you had enough currency, you could just buy them all if you wanted, which they probably did because getting some of those harder-to-find currencies is based solely on random seed. Do you think they're gearing up to do a thing where you spend real money to get those? I I doubt it because it there's not a lot of upgrades. It's not like you have a ton Yet. of shit. Yeah, that's possible, but Yet. again, you just... I'm in early enough. I feel like I'm not going to have to engage with that because I'll have been earning as I go. And I still have like enough fun with the core concept. Like I've been doing missions without William. Yeah. Like I just want to get to the next huge upgrade of my guy's character because I and think even more luscious and fluffed beard. Right. And the, the hair <laughs> rockabilly yeah. hair. Yeah, rock. Um, so uh, two and a half more. I'll let you go because I have a couple more things to bring up before we get into the rest of the segments, but I'm, I'm going to take a break Yeah, so I can finish my beer. Uh, I was actually playing uh, a bunch of board game computer card, you know. Oh, okay. Car- adaptations. Computer, not adaptations, but like games that were made for Steam that mm. are actual board games, not in real life, but like yes. the mechanics are board game mechanics that they – are using in a way that you couldn't do in a real board game. Mm-hmm. And one is way more successful than the other. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, and this is not a marquee. 
not marquee. Neither yeah. of them, I would say, are marquee worthy. Mm-hmm. And one of them I would even put in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> okay. But I'll talk about them both together because okay. they're both kind of similar. I was playing back-to-back, uh, which is Antihero and Gremlins Inc. Okay. Antihero, I enjoyed. Gremlins yeah. Inc., it's not... I liked Gremlins Inc., so I'm going to write much, in... How much did you play? I played a couple full games. And you liked it? I thought it was okay. Really? Yeah. I thought the art was really cool. Mm-hmm. And the amount of cards is both really good and terrible. Uh, in Gremlins Inc. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, give a quick give a quick rundown of what Gremlins Inc. is. Sure. Gremlin mm-hmm. Gremlins Inc. is a board that looks almost like shoots uh, and ladders or like Candyland, where there's all these paths that lead to different areas, and they're all one way paths. So you go in it either you know to the right. You hit forks. Or you go up and it forks, but you are staying. You can't go backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have a hand of cards. Each card is distinct. Each card has its own cost. And uh, cards can either be used as movement. Every card can be used as movement, or it can be used um, on a particular spot. Um, there, Each spot it has a particular characteristic to it. Either it's like a bribe spot or it's a police spot or it's an has like income an action spot or it yeah or there's maybe six um spots on the edges of the board that are specific actions um where specific cards can be used on them and it's like one is a bank and you can use that to increase your income so every time you step on an income card or go past it you'll get more money each time uh another one is like a jail that you can get stuck in another one they're just all over the place um, for those type of things. And it's um, competitive. So there are other people who are trying to play cards that affect you and screw you while also trying to minimize the times they're screwed by landing on things. Um, but the way that you move is by these cards that are randomly drawn. Um, and there's so many cards that you're constantly... It's It's hard to plan anything with real definition because each card is so wildly different from the last. Yeah. And there's so many of them that it almost defeats the purpose of uh, like a deck draw. It's just like a random draw. Mm-hmm. It's it's It felt so random to me and it really did feel like shoots and ladders to me. Like it felt like that level of kind of like dumbness, but it was wrapped up in such a neat polish and um, the artist is really cool. And there's so many mechanics that it kind of makes you feel like you're not playing Candyland. But I feel like at its base, it is Candyland. Yeah, they, they do a really good job at hiding how not complex it is. Yeah. Because it's, it's, on its surface, it's very much like you, you move to a spot and do the thing on the spot. <laughs> the only like other variables is the cards you have and how you want to use them. But there's not even like... You, it's hard to plan a future strategy or to plan any kind of strategy because you're such at such a whim for what cards you draw and you can't really control what cards you draw and what cards other people play. So mm-hmm. I, I pretty much just hang out till everybody else goes and then I look at my hand and it's like, what can I do here? And there's usually not very much choice and the choice you have are, are mostly just okay mm-hmm. um but i didn't feel like i was actively engaged in a game i felt like i'm waiting and then there's very limited things i can do and they don't really set up future things i can do very easily because mm. you're also stuck geographically you don't think that's a, like a design decision of making the best of what you have currently versus like trying to plan way ahead 
I, I do think it's a design decision. I think everything they did was intentional. I just don't think it was a good design. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just did. Wait, I, I was having a hard time having fun playing it. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting, and then when I was playing, it was just I was doing running through motions. It was, and I was mostly just reading cards and trying to understand cards. Um, but I, it, I, it just wasn't fun to me, hmm. and it was so random, like so random heavy. That do you it, think part of it is because it's like the the computer just plays stuff on you and you're like, well, what the like, what the fuck? I had there's no way I could have defended against that. There's or, that. There is definitely that. But then also by the time I got the cards, it was like, well, even if I wanted to have some kind of strategy, there, I can't. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And and the stuff that I have, it's not like there's a wide variety of different things. It's like I'm stuck with these very specific things, and these things are very very limited. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it might as well have been rolling dice and playing with the dice play. Right. You know, usually with decks, the fun thing, uh, and I played another deck game that, that a lot recently, and I'll talk about that one later. But um, that's what the, I thought you were actually going to be bringing. No, up now. the okay. things that I like about that's a card game, Kate, not a board game. Jesus <laughs> Sorry. Christ, Joey. Uh, the things I like about uh, deck games is that there is an element of randomness, but it's a very controlled randomness, especially when you're deck building. Or when you're using a pre-constructed deck, because you know what's in there, and it's almost like you get into the card counting mode, where it's like I've seen this many things. My statistics get smaller and smaller for guessing what things are. Mm-hmm. And when, especially when you're constructing it, there's a skill in constructing it so that you will get what you need when you need it. This doesn't have any of that. And yeah. It has so many cards that are so wildly different that it's it it it, it it's almost like if it had. 20 cards and that was it it would be a real strategy game right because you could know what you're Uh, trying to too random um and it's too just moving around a little circuit Mm -hmm. so i i mean i definitely didn't go back to it after my initial like couple games into it so i didn't like love it but i didn't walk away from it being like that sucked i think i i didn't have like great expectations for it going in i was like oh that was like more pleasant than i thought it would be yeah, I mean, my expectations weren't great, anyways, because so many. It's hard to do a a board game, computer game mm-hmm. that's more satisfying than playing the board game, or is something that is interesting, um, because a lot of them you have the problem, which was like that, that Steve Jackson, uh, volcano, whatever, uh, volcano. or uh, ogre mountain something or another i played it and i talked about it on the show before oh, but i can't remember oh, what it's called the fire fire t- mountain or something like that goblins of fire yeah, mountain what, whatever the generic name is those type of games you have problems because it's all just random dice rolling that you're not involved with so it's harder you know board game card game or board game computer games are not easy this one my problem was so my expectation was not high it was just my problem was i just wasn't having fun mm-hmm. and it didn't add a mechanic that i thought was specific to computers that would make it cool or it didn't have an extra element that even made it complex or enjoyable like something that could only happen because it's a computer thing yeah mm-hmm. like the the other game i'll talk about anti-hero did have that okay and is a very cool game um i again you know, I'm not going to say it's game of the year or like, you know, God's gift to games, but it, it's a very well executed and much more fun and feels like it has a place on the computer. Uh, whereas Gremlins Inc., I just didn't feel it. 
it was somebody making a game because they didn't want to go through the hassle of making a physical thing. Yes, and you know we play so many board games that you come to recognize uh, the sophistication of even like a simple mechanic that changes things in a way that you've never played anything else like it. Mm-hmm. I felt like Goblins Inc. was doing the opposite and then hiding it with slick with uh, the visuals, visuals. Um, you know, where it it felt like it was a game that could have come out as a physical game 15 years ago. Sure. Which is just kind of a bummer. Yeah. So I mean, old board game designs do not age great. No, not at all. Yeah. When I see what you're saying, it's like, it doesn't have anything that really takes advantage of like, this could be a mediocre game 20 years ago or (laughs) like (laughs) Like a mediocre board game 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, again, I don't know why, but I just didn't walk away with that be- negative an impression. But tell me more about Antihero, because I have it, and I haven't played it yet. It's fun. I, I think Antihero, you could definitely play on uh, iPad yeah, if you have it there. Yeah, I know it that's there. out there now, I think I it's Okay, I think it's a better... I, I would recommend it. I, I was playing it on computer, and I th- I still had fun playing it. Mm-hmm. But it's one that, um, if you're going to buy it, I'd recommend it on a tablet or some kind of mobile platform. Um, just because of the interface it's a mouse interface you know and it's one where it's definitely a second screener if you want um you know you're setting up turns and then it's somebody else's turn so you can definitely do easily move back and forth Mm -hmm. while watching something on tv uh the cartoony style is like kind of endearing and nice and the whole theme of it is neat also um and goblins inc had a good theme i'll I'll say that of yeah. like this world of goblins where they're just like screwing each other over yeah greedy money men Mo- yeah just like gross capitalist uh goblin-y guys mm-hmm. that are cheating each other but so um anti-hero also had a good where you're basically like running a, a street gang in england in like dickens time and so you have like street urchins that you employ and thugs that you employ and gangs uh and assassins and you're just trying to get influence you can win uh multiple different ways by getting the way the victory points that you get you can get in different ways you can either like put enough street urchins in a bank i think to get bribes and that'll give you one victory point you need like five to win by putting down people by doing different things so one way is that another way is doing contract killings uh, which you so you can choose what route you want to take to get right. these victory points, and you're battling someone else who's doing it in their own way too. Um, the advantage of doing having this on a computer instead of in a physical space is that a lot of what the other person's doing is unknown to you until you um, investigate the areas of the board. Oh, okay. they're under mist, and so you don't really you can't see as much uh, unless so there's you, a fog of war. That's kinda... the fog of war. You okay. allocate your resources to uncover the fog of war or you plan some other strategy um that doesn't make it feel too random like oh there's no way i could have planned for that because there's nothing no because they're restricted in the same way and the ai they've done well enough that it feels like it okay uh like they set the conditions like they just can't get to my guys if they can't see my guys and they have to investigate these areas to see them so it doesn't ever feel like Oh, how did that happen? Now, sometimes you'll leave yourself exposed and you know that you're exposed. And then a guy will just show up that you didn't know existed because he was hiding in the fog. 
But you, you at that point, you're like, yeah, okay, that was my fault. I knew I left this exposed. I should have put a thug there. So what happens when he, because he's exposed? He, just get, he kills you? or I, I just mean exposed in the way like I packed a bunch of this resource in this place that I know that he's seen and I didn't put a guard there because I chose instead to focus on using the limited resources I have in a different way. Oh, okay. And there's also like an upgrade track so you can upgrade either your main guy who's searching around who has like a certain amount of action points each turn. So you only have one player piece that's moving around and placing stuff? Uh, not so much. So you, you do have that one guy and he goes home every day after he does his three or four victory, or I mean his action points. Mm-hmm. But then you can also hire like people who have very specific tasks. Like street urchins can inhabit buildings and then get a benefit depending on how many urchins are in that building. Thugs, once you place them, they're basically like, intrusion on a path and they have to be killed before the person can move past them um thugs or uh, gangs can evict street urchins if you level them up or they can kill thugs or they can uh, even kill the opponent's piece um but you have to level them up too because they start kind of weak and each kill they get stronger and stronger hmm. there are uh these guys who basically are like kid jailers that you can send them to a building that the other guy has like three kids in, three urchins, and he'll just take all of them and then disappear. Um, like but then your side or just get rid of them? He just gets rid of them. Mm. And, uh, Nefarious. But there's another piece that you can put that basically booby traps these buildings so that if he comes, he'll explode and then you can kill him <laughs> while he's dazed. So it's a lot of this cat and mouse. Okay. And there's multiple different ways, victory conditions. Um, Did you play against anyone or just... I've just been playing the computer. the computer, and the computer's well done, Okay, and the campaign is well done. So it ramps up and has different requirements. It starts you out with different conditions, um, and uh, it has very different acting bad guys. So I, I enjoyed it. I think I bought it when you did it. It was on some sale, yeah. some Steam sale. I think it was like it. a winter sale or something like that. Because I, I had first heard about it on Itch. That was when they were doing whatever Itch's version of Early Access is. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just I'll wait because yeah. I had plenty. <laughs> and then I still haven't tried it. But I've been meaning to. Um, mostly because I like what you said is finding those things that are, you know, board games that can do stuff that only you can do because it's computer, not when it's just because it's digital that they, you know, weren't, they, did, they didn't have to produce it or something. Yeah. Um, that's it's a bummer because I have a really good segue off of those. What I, is it for twenty minutes or less? No, it's for uh, a couch multiplayer segment. But I'm I'm gonna hold. You don't want to jump around? You could do it. It doesn't matter. I mean, if it's a good segue, it's a good segue. I can always I I can talk about other stuff. <laughs> okay, well let's jump over to the couch then, real quick. Uh, couch multiplayer segment. Um, I've played, and I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's Sumer. S U M E R. Sumerian. Yeah, S U M E R. Okay, so that sounds right. It's that one I sent you a trailer for summer? for Switch. Have a summer. Have a summa. <laughs> Have a summa. Um, it is another. It's a board game style. They call it like a Euro game. Yeah, almost. it looks like a Euro ass Euro game. But it's not. It's not. It's really weird. Huh. I've only played a couple games against the computer, so this is a Switch. I think Switch only game right now. And for people who don't play a ton of board games, there's a mechanic called worker placement, which is essentially dropping a pawn off at a certain action space that lets you do a thing and you have a limited amount of actions or a limited amount of workers you have 
that you can drop at these spaces. And usually by you dropping on that space, it, it takes up the space so somebody else can't drop exactly. on that space. So what this does, and I didn't know, and I didn't like it at first, and now I kind of like it, is that it brings the video gaminess into it in that you physically have to run to spaces oh. to drop your worker off before you, somebody you, else. Oh, that's kind of neat. So the whole board takes place on a stacking, like a pyramid-style level. So but that's so funny because, you you know, you were talking about in different contexts that you don't like... Uh, real-time. Real-time action board games. I don't. And that's what this is. This, that, But it makes sense in here. Yeah. Because you have a little physical dude. Your workers trail you. Can so you fight? Is you it like a fighting fight. game also? No, it isn't. That'd not. be dope. <laughs> you, so there's the whole thing is you're appeasing gods by offer, offering these sacrifices. And the very top of the pyramid is where you drop off resources to pay this long string of requirements to fulfill this sacrifice. So this sacrifice for this round wants like barley, 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 clay, clay, and something. So each round you have your workers and everybody... You go to sleep to end your turn, and then at the same time, everybody wakes up, and each of your workers that's trailing behind you can carry a resource. So spaces on the pyramid that you can buy new buildings to add new spaces, um, and if it's your building, you don't have to pay to use it. So I can use anybody's building, but I'll have to pay, and it doesn't go to them. Yeah, I just have to pay to that's, use it. That's, yeah. And you get to choose where it is, so the placement actually matters because it'd be closer to your starting location. And all this stuff. So everybody wakes up. Their workers have any resources that they earned the previous turn. So if yeah. I sent this guy to the clay area, he'll be holding like a chunk of clay. Because obviously the theme is ancient Rome. Uh, or Su- Sumer. <laughs> Sumer, yeah, yeah Sumeria yeah. or whatever. Um, so he's carrying a resource. And then I have another dude who's carrying a barley. And you have a button that can switch which one's directly behind you, like your active dude. So... Spaces will have requirements. It's like in order to do this, you have to pay the currency as goats, okay. which, which I kind of love. Yeah, um, it's like this space costs this many goats to use, but you have to have a clay. So I have a worker trailing behind me that has clay, and I run to that space and I drop somebody off before another dude's like coming over to use it. I just, it's like you have to do. Can you see them like yeah waddling over? Yeah, you uh, have to do. Is it, it? Yeah, okay. You have to do Euro style worker selection fast on the fly. Because you have that to takes be like, care of the Kim problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Of of overanalyzing and like, fuck, what am I going to do? There's enough spaces you can do something every turn. It's not like you're going to have a dude you can't use. Yeah. But it's like in order to do my next idea, which is like contribute to the sacrifice thing at the very top, I need to send this guy with the barley to the thing or send this guy to the barley field. So next round I'll be able to contribute a barley to it. So the whole way that... Uh, the game scores points is there's a couple of rounds um, and I think you have to go through two full sacrifice chains and when you contribute something it's your color so whoever contributes the most will get this point value and then whoever contributes something on the round will get points as you go so whoever contributes the last thing will get a point whoever contributes the most will get the bigger points and it's that is the most that is the way you get points but it's all about that that round and where you're running up and down the pyramid, dropping your dudes off, and then going to sleep and balancing the resources your workers have, your goat, so you can pay your for goat. stuff. I have um, a bag of goats. Yeah, there's a, there's like a space. It's a like, sack of goats. Drop, drop a worker here and you get five goats. 
So like, I think the way they do currency normally is whoever goes to sleep first gets the most yeah. goats. So that is also another thing of racing. Like if you stand around and you don't know what you're going to do, you're the last to go to sleep. You'll get the least amount of money for the next round. But if I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to run up here. I'm going to drop him. I'm going to drop this one. I'm going to get back and go to sleep first. I get the most amount of money for the next turn. That's cool. So then the other main mechanic is auctions, which I feel would be way more fun if I was not playing against a computer. Yeah. But the way that they do them is auctions are timed a set amount of time, like 10 seconds. And everybody has a sliding bar that they can move in real time. It's not like I say five, you say six, I say seven, you say eight. You have a bar you're sliding up and down in real time. And whoever's bar is in front when the time ends, that's who wins the auction. So I can put mine way up at the top. And then if no one's even trying, right before the time runs out, I can Swing go it back down and like shave a couple of goats off of the price. That's that's cool. It's yeah, again, something you can only really do because it's a digital version of a board game. Yeah. Same with the running around and selecting actions because otherwise you'd just be people throwing shit on a board. Yeah, like knocking each other's arms and things like yeah, that. Yeah, which is why I don't like that in physical things. Like I think it's too chaotic and it's too easy for someone to cheat. Yeah. And this mixes in work replacement with a platformer, which is a really neat thing. I think it was like fifteen dollars and the AI is fine, at least enough for me to learn. But I think where this game would be amazing is people, it seems like a tough ask, but four players into Euro games playing in the same room. Yeah. And trying this. At least this person, and I, I apologize, I forgot to, oh, no, I didn't. Studio Wumpus. Wumpus. Yeah. Uh, trying something very, very different. And I thought it was kind of a cool. Yeah, you just need four people in a room having a summer. Having a sumer. Having a sumer. <laughs> I assume it's sumer. I don't know, but um, sumer gum. Sumer gum. I was gonna put that as my marquee because that's honestly the one I've played the most. Yeah. This round, um, I do recommend it, but I with those caveats that I know it's not going to be for everybody because it is a very specific. Yeah, I uh, struggled with what to talk about as a marquee game because I feel like all my games are like that. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I don't. That's may- fine. Maybe we don't have a marquee because I can just talk about a lot of games that I've liked a lot, but like. I, I don't know. Like, going back to that card game you were talking about, I guess I could talk about it. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's continue this board game of train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because, like, I was I was thinking about making this a marquee because it's a game I've been playing the most the last two weeks. But, like, I don't know that I could, with a straight face, tell people they're going to, like, oh, love this on. game. You'll... Like, or a wide audience of it. Because it's like, this is a game for a very specific type of person. Named Ari. Named me. <laughs> Which is uh, a cyberpunk CCG, or I guess it's more like living card game. It's System Crash. Um, I sent it to you which, a, yeah, a uh, long time ago. I'm like, this is Zari's game. Yeah, you're like, this, they made this for you because it's like a deck building, cyberpunk, blah, blah. It like really touched that note that Cron X built <laughs> Cron- in my Cron heart. X. Dude, Cron X was a shit. I would play Cron you. X if you I would have known. You could still play it. Well, I'm, only if you're playing it. Well, you got to give me some cards. You don't even that you can get like a free deck just like playing against a computer. You can't play against real people anymore because I, I don't even know if there's a server to play on. But I'm looking um, up your time, uh, 11.8 hours. Yeah, that's in two weeks. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I've liked it because I mean, and it's one that you can play while doing other things also because it's turn based. Um, it's got a you know a good deck building system. It's the it's not multiplayer at all. Oh, okay. It's only single player. And it's uh, the campaign, 
they did a nice job of writing a story and then uh, throwing in these battles. But it's basically like the story and the battles aren't connected at all. Like it, it's like you're playing a living or a uh, 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 active novel, uh, you know, that oh, okay. then every once in a while it's like there's a battle and then you play the card game. But the card game battles are not really. But it doesn't matter. That it was. It's like a nice story. Um, the characters are neat. the The art is good. I like the art. It's like that dark cyberpunk it looks, style. It looks like every cyberpunk. Yeah, it looks like very eighties and like the tropes of cyberpunk games are very. You know, it's like post apocalyptic and and corporations have rebuilt society, but now they're omnipresent and you're in San Angeles and you know. Why is San Angeles what everyone calls Los Future Los Angeles? Because. <laughs> San Francisco and Los Angeles. It's everything. Or like Neo Tokyo Angeles, you know, like (laughs) they could be literally any of that. And the Yakuza are involved and, um, you know, cybernetic enhancements and stuff like that. Inspired by Blade Runner and Neuromancer. Yeah, that's very fair. Choose your runner persona, build your deck. How is this not Netrunner? Uh, it's the gameplay. The cards are very different. Than, okay. Like in in uh, there, it's still like Netrunner. It has lanes um, that you're playing different cards. But this is you're not really hacking. Um, this one, it's more like. Uh, is it asymmetrical? Like? No, no, no. Okay. And symmetrical play. You basically you have four lanes at at the, where you play agents, and then you have three lanes where you play like global enhancements okay i uh, see that yeah and um you can then at each card that is an agent has upgrade slots or downgrade slots is that what those the green and red squares next to them are? next to them exactly like, why would you downgrade them you don't but oh. you can play downgrades on other people oh. and like um you're basically trying to fill up a victory point bar and you can fill up the victory point bar by either attacking a lane where there's no other person there um so you're doing a direct hit with uh, physical attack or you can do hacking in quotes where it's like every turn this hacker character will provide you with two points or three oh, points okay. or whatever and you can buff both of those so there's no damage really it's just like damage is points points basically so every time you score they have terminology of course like all yeah, these games yeah. but like when you run down da- when you get down to it it's victory points you know and usually it's like you need 50 victory points you can either get them through direct attacks or um direct damage cards or hackers um so i'm looking at a card right now they have a bullet a shield and a heart that seems like yeah you have an attack, attack shield armor and how much their heart is you know their hit points so where does the nuance come in because that's a that's just that's see that kind of card would be like a direct attack card mm-hmm. um that's one type of card there are other cards that have uh it's like magic Magic the Gathering. You got some where, instants. And... Yeah, there's instants, and there's also cards that, um, you know, are low health and low armor, but they have, like, some weird ability that buffs other cards. Okay. You know, there's a lot of... Or detracts other cards. Does, uh, the, does the position of, like, the relationship... It's about lanes. So if there's no one in front of you and you attack, then you do a direct hit. But does it do, like... Oh, I guess it's like the oh, no, stone it, thing. It, it where it's like the left and the right will get buffs... They do have some of that, but it's mostly detraction. Like there's a card that if you play it, it on a on an opponent's card, that opponent's agent will then do his damage on both cards next to him. Oh, I see. You know, mm-hmm. so it's mostly a, a negative than a positive. Um, it's currently on sale, but and I don't have it yet. It's it's you know 
I it, it's got a decent deck building. It's not super deep with the deck building, but that's because it's not a free to play. You know, they didn't build a thousand cards. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good amount of cards, but it, because it's not like expansion packs and endless cards and all that, um, it's good and bad. It, it, the good is that you're not tied into this Hearthstone system where you're dumping money in. Um, the bad is that there's only so many different types of decks. Like I, I got through without building a deck for a while and then I built one deck and I was able to use that for a really long time. Like then the AI got almost like they built kind of unfair conditions and you kind of have to purpose build decks, but not, I haven't had to do that very often. Um, I was able to avoid purpose building decks for a really long time. Um, it's seven fifty right now. Is it worth seven fifty? Yeah, I mean, I put eleven hours into it. That's yeah. definitely worth seven fifty to me. Normal price is fifteen. Um, I'd say a normal person would put in like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe four hours uh, because there is no multiplayer. You are just playing against a computer, which is one thing, and it's not. You know, it's it's. I'm used, like again, I'm used to like a Chronix type game, which is very close to this, but was much more sophisticated and deep. But it did. Require, was more sophisticated. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, way, way. But it had so many more cards, and it had so many, you know, it was a multiplayer game. It had so many more resources. This is built by, like, a couple guys, mm-hmm. you know, and they did a good job. Um, cool. So I, I'm glad that they didn't try to do uh, online, or, you know, multiplayer where the multiplayer sucked, and it was like a cash grab. Yeah. I respect that they instead spent the time writing a story, multiple stories that were good. Like, you'll be in the middle of one story, and a phone call pop up with a guy checking in a story that started earlier that takes you on a different path, and you can choose which story you want to then continue with mm. and jump back to the other one. And did you uh, play with a controller? No mouse. I, say, I saw it's only PC mouse. Hmm. You, this is another one you could totally play on an iPad. Yeah, I don't think it's on iPad. I don't think though. it is either, but you could. Uh, how does it? Com- did you do you like Net? Is Netrunner a deeper game? See, but. Uh, Netrunner is a much more unique game. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's it, different side. The asynchronous thing and um, Netrunner, Netrunner is a physical has game so for much more people at home. <laughs> so much more resources again. So there's like so many different like factions in Netrunner yeah. with their own decks that do very different things. This is just a a much more limited thing. I want to play more Netrunner. I feel like we haven't played enough Netrunner. Yeah, I've probably played Netrunner like six times, seven times. Really? Yeah. But I, I usually it. it's usually playing against people who've never played before. So we always play with the intro decks. Yeah. You know, so... Um, I have it. I even bought a copy. Yeah, it's right there. I yeah. see it. Yeah, I have a copy too. Let's play that after this. Uh, sure. You're gonna. I've played it. Are, are we? Can we not play with the two starting decks? Just. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've played it the half time that you and I tried to play it at my, the townhouse I lived in. Which was years ago. A long time ago. Yeah. That was when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, System Crush. I'm going to buy this. I think it's fun. I mean, I am particularly into deck building, which you're not. And I'm particularly into cyberpunk, which you're not. I'm not necessarily not into deck building. I just don't like ones where I have to like start with zero. This is not that. Okay. This is deck building like you're crafting a deck to go into. This is Magic the Gathering. Right. But I think even in Magic, you can be like... All right, for my theme of this deck, I'm gonna have like a ro- like a instant only. Yeah, you could do that something. here. But I want it. I I do best in card games where it's like, 
oh, I can see like this card would play really well with how I like to play. And you can th- take out one card and throw this one in. And now I'm better because I have this better card that's in there. You know, like I don't have to rework my whole strategy. <laughs> and I get that that's a, what, what some people yeah, are drawn to. Yeah. I just, I don't have You like it. having a generalist deck that you can then tweak. Tweak. Yes. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that in Magic too. You just will get murdered. Right. I mean, but you can do that and still be fine. Um,. This game, you can definitely do. Like I said, I played with that kind of weenie deck. Mm-hmm. I literally called it, labeled it weenie deck for <laughs> a long time. All right, I bought it. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Because I'd been looking at it for a really long time. And I think, wasn't it in early access when I first sent it to you? Is that why you didn't get it? Maybe. Or maybe I was just had too many other games. Uh, and I was just waiting. But it, um, it, but it, I struggled. I was going to make that a marquee. And I've on the fly, I've decided not to because I'd like, it's really not for everyone. But if, if it's for you, it's fun. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, You'll get five at four at five hours out. Why of it. not make it a marquee then? With just say that caveat. Okay, that's fine. Okay, well, I'll retroactively put that <laughs> stuff in already, and it'll no longer be a no longer be a surprise. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right, fair. Yeah. Have uh, you been playing any other stuff you want to talk about? Um, real quickly, I'll bring up stuff I was going to bring up at the start of the show. I don't think we've talked about it on here yet, but I, I did play some Surviving Mars, which yeah. is not super indie. You were telling me about it. Yeah, it's by Paradox. Um. Super clean looking. It didn't future. sound that fun to me from I, what yeah, you were describing. I think like how System Crash on the surface is clearly a game for Ari. Yeah, I think on the surface, Surviving Mars is clearly a game for me. Yeah, um, I I have not gone back to it, but I did put a couple hours in it the first time I played it, and it was just like I like banging my head against systems, simulation or, systems. Yeah, yeah, I think that stuff's cool, and I like seeing how it works. And when shit falls apart, I think it makes an interesting story, and I don't care. <laughs> so, like, I was like... As long as you inadvertently killed a lot of people, totally you're good. Did. Totally did. <laughs> um, I haven't really figured out how to make food yet, but yeah, guys, the let's colonize. Let's bring everyone up. Keep, keep them coming. All, Children and women, too. Just yeah, keep them all coming. They, they land. They run into the little dome I made, which I made a dome. Yeah. And they, like, we're freezing. Like, what? It's, everything's red. It's hot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, it's not. It's oh, like whoops. 40 below zero <laughs> right now. So everyone either starved to death, death went crazy, or uh, froze. froze. Oh, cool. Um, and apparently the lose condition in the game is if you start the colonization process and your last colonist dies, then you lose. That so makes sense. At the very beginning, the first one died. He's like, he was a hero. He was the best of us. And then as... It got worse and worse. I just saw this little pip thing on the side, just counting up like so and so died, so and so died. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I guess I should have <laughs> no fanfare out for them. <laughs> yeah, I should have figured out the food part part first. But the I think part of the thing I was struggling with is the controllers for that type of game. They even brought this out on like Xbox and PS4. Like they did a a controller. It was weird. Yeah, they did a controller for version for it, but they didn't really dumb it down for the controller like it's still the same interface you would use if you were using a mouse and keyboard Oof. so it's with just jumping in and not getting a tutorial because there was a tutorial i just didn't do it i just wanted to see what it was <laughs> so it was a lot of me like figuring out the controls as well because you were using a controller yeah huh. and i was sitting on the couch and not even the steam controller just a no, regular one just a regular controller yeah huh. um but it's made for that i just didn't like learn it and yeah. it's they definitely had like their work cut out for them making this thing that, you know, generally this type of game is not a controller game, 
but they did it and I was eventually working. I figured out enough that I was able to kill a whole ship's worth of colonists. So I got to a certain point. You did it. Yeah. You did it, I man. I basically beat the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. I haven't seen any of it myself, but from what I hear, there is like a deeper, like I'm very service level in the game right now, but I think the game, depending on like your story and it's meant to be played over and over like a sieve, that there's weird shit. Oh, in there. Yeah. Like I mm. think you can get into like. Maybe Martians pop up. Uh, maybe not that overt, but like weird forces or like creature that's like inhabits the planet in some way or relic you know like maybe the gardens of the galaxy show up in a weird marvel (laughs) tie-in maybe (laughs) there's there's just not it's not i don't think a hundred percent fake realism okay you know like i want to say you could find like a sandworm or something but i have not experienced that for myself uh but i'm excited to go back to that and kim actually it was like having fun watching and making fun of my poor <laughs> decisions <laughs> but um uh, i also bought because it was on sale uh, and i had my eye on it for a really long time and i'd never played any of them uh disgaea dis- oh disgaea is that how you say it i thought so D- it's d-i-s-g-a-e-a yeah disgaea it's either disagea or disagea okay five five yeah for switch yeah um doesn't seem like your type of game it's a tacticsy thing yeah it's i'm not i like tacticsy things sometimes this is straight tacticsy thing mm-hmm. um but it's real real weird like i didn't know what this universe was is like, you're like fight you're like demons in hell which is a joey thing. in yeah. yes um these little penguin minions <sighs> Are around you and they say dude with two O's all the time. Dude. Which I kind of like that. Dudes. If you throw them, they explode for no reason. Dudes. Well, not for no reason. They're full of dynamite. Are they? I mean. They have little stitches on like their sharks. necks. So their maybe. brains are made out of dynamite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it's super anime. Yeah, that's why. Was not expecting. Oh, well, I guess I should have All the expected. pictures are anime. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's... But not. I, I think I just wasn't expecting it to be so wacky anime and like yeah. the setting and the theme and the dialogue and all this. But like some of. It just, like, seemed pretty well written. Like, it made me chuckle a couple times, and it's just, like, text. Yeah. And these people bickering. Yeah. Um, Like, it's it seems very self-aware. Like, all the tutorials and stuff is, like, all right, well, if this is your first time fighting, really, like, let's select this thing. Like, it's talking directly to you like you're the controlling the th- talking to another character on the screen like she's a player. Yeah. Select the f- battle button, and then we'll go in here and do this thing. Um, But... It's more fun than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, The one mechanic of it that's really odd, and even I've played like maybe four hours in already, uh, that I think is still like at odds with everything else about the game, is one of the main mechanics of the map is picking up your friends, and they stack on top of you. Like it's like four swords. Where you pick up your other people. Oh, I never played it. Oh, so it's frustrating. You can have four people standing like in a row, and you can pick up somebody, and then another person can pick up that person. So oh, you're a stack you're of a totem. You're three dudes tall, and then you toss the second one, who then can toss the next one, and then move. So it's like 
manipulating how far you can actually move on the board by straight up just throwing dudes. Yeah, that's cool. It's weird. Yeah. And I was not expecting it. One, it looks super goofy because they don't try to make it not. Yeah. Um, and then that's when you find out the penguins explode, explode. if you toss them. <laughs> um, but it's all about figuring out the best way to m- like move around and manipulate on fairly small boards, you know, like Final Fantasy Tactics maps. Mm-hmm. So... Like, sometimes you have to toss people because they have to get up a cliff. You could go around, or you can just throw someone Save up a there. lot of movement. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think if you're into tactics things, it's really neat. It's not an, an indie game by any stretch, but it's, like, I every once in a while, I kind of like that type of thing, especially ones where you can kind of grind and get new stuff, and, ex- you know, they have an interesting way of recruiting new dudes, which is, like you essentially tell the game exactly what you want and then you just have to pay for it. So it's like, I can get a new archer anytime I want and I want it to be this level and I want them to have this skill and this skill. And then in the conceit in the game is they are able to search across the universe and find people that fulfill that requirement. Well, the great thing about that is it keeps you from the problem a lot of people have with like XCOM or those other text games. They get too precious with with, with dudes yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh I, I used this guy for the last 10 matches and i really spent a lot of time investing in him and he's this level and now he's dead i'm just gonna restart I don't think dudes don't die permanently in this yeah um like even if they die in the map they just like despawn um but the thing i learned the hard way too is that they don't you also don't get healed between matches mm. you have to go straight to the hospital place and pay for it mm. Uh, but it like it being this weird underworld thing and being like all these different forces that are overlords that are these forces of hell and stuff. It, it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. And I bought it from Fry's and they had clearly mismarked it, which is why I bought it. <laughs> yeah. And they even couldn't ring it up. And then they just gave it for me for what they had mismarked. So I saved twenty dollars. That's cool. I was like, I, I've been looking at this for long enough. Like, I'll finally try this because I know that this isn't what it should cost. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I bought it anyway. Deep discount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also bought Penny Punching Princess. Great alliterate consonants. Yeah. Um, I have not played a ton of that. It is also brought up by the same people who put out Disgaea. 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 So this feels like an indie game, even though it's put out by the NIS America, like the same group. The whole conceit of it is it's, it seems run-based, even though I think it's more level-based, top-down brawlery thing. You just walk up and you're punching with these like golden fists you have. So everything drops money. So it's pretty much like life. Yes. Yeah. Her father was ruined by like going broke or being thefted from or some sort of... Thefted. I've been thefted. Some money-related yeah. bad thing happened. And so it's... She's pissed. She's pissed and she's out for vengeance. So she's punching people with her golden hands and getting money for, I think, being like a Midas-y thing, like getting money from all of it. And so she's a monster, just terrorizing people. <laughs> no, she's taking out vengeance. Uh, but the big thing in the game, and I don't know how I feel about it yet, is you bring up this magical calculator. So you walk up to a dude. Every dude has a price. Everything has a price. Yeah. You can spend your money to just buy the people off. For one night. One night for your friend over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can walk up to an enemy and be like, Oh, they cost a hundred, and then you bring up the calculator and you enter the money, and then they 
disappear because you've bought them and yeah. then you can use them to attack a couple times that's neat so you can like buy everybody off if you have the money if to you do got it. the money i yeah. got the time uh, and it's really quirky and really like the animation is still pixely but they don't adhere to pixel rules so you can have someone that's pixely but they're like bobbing around and like squishing and stretching yeah but staying pixelated yeah it's just pixels the art style it's not actual pixel art yeah exactly yeah. so it's I haven't put a ton of time into it, but it's, it's. I've heard from a lot of people too overpriced, so I bought it at Best Buy where I get the twenty percent off because yeah. I have that thing, and it's that still might be too much. Okay, because um, it retails forty. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a forty. It game. doesn't. Well, that's what I got Disgaea for, and that is a ton of game for yeah. forty. This is, I think, because it's so weird and quirky and niche, they had to price it more. Um. But yeah, a magical calculator. Like it's kind of a neat. It, it, the the conceit of it on paper was weird enough. I had to check it out. Yeah, the fact that it's like money is the main main thing of the game, and then you can use money to just get rid of guys. Yeah, it's just be, buy away everything. It's, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, they call it like bribing them. You can bribe them. Yeah. Um, Seems in theme. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also talk about. So one of the games that I've been playing a lot was a game that actually one of my friends was working on. Uh, which is the adventures of Clive McMulligan on Planet Zeta Four, and uh, yeah, it is a long freaking name. I was a little worried uh, when he was working on it because the the stills don't really do justice to the game, and I know that they were making it on Game Maker, so it looked kind of like a game that was, uh, you know, very simple mechanics with kind of not great art. Mm. But actually playing it, what did your friend do on it? Um, I don't know exactly. I know he did all like all the testing and I think design mm. and um other things like I know he's doing the marketing and things like that. But uh it's actually when you play it, it looks better being played than it does in the stills. Like I think you have to kind of watch the video to see. Yeah. How, and it and actually I like the art then and the gameplay is really solid. Really solid. It's like, you know, you can change the gravity so you're either on the top or the bottom it's a side scrolling platformer um the vvv vvv type thing but it's also got a lot of meat boy in it where okay. you're like gonna die a shit ton because you're trying to figure out the puzzle to it mm-hmm. and um then you know exactly what you're supposed to do but it's just uh the X-team. twitchiness of it yeah and it has the thing where it's like it has a little check mark for when you do a level without dying once. And so obviously I feel compelled to do that. <laughs> oh no. And then it has another thing where it's like, I'm pretty sure it's my friend's time because he's very good <laughs> at games. And it, but it's just like the master time. And then you try to beat that. And sometimes you'll be like in a level, it'll take me two minutes and the master time will be like 14 seconds. Whoa. Be like, what the fuck happened here? Like, <laughs> Cheater. Cheater. How did you get there? But then you, you figure out some way of moving through a level real quick mm-hmm. and it blows it open and then you're like, holy shit, okay, that's how you do it. There's also batteries that you can collect that are in odd parts of the levels. Like bandages? Not from- every level has them. But if you have a certain amount of batteries, then it unlocks these warps uh, that will take you to like a super fucking hard level mm-hmm. that you can then beat. Um it sounds like the bandage stuff for Meat Boy. It's very much like the bandage. Like, it's very much has the DNA of Meat Boy and VVV, but it doesn't feel 
like a ripoff of either. Yeah, it's a combo. It's a combo, and uh, it's pretty cheap too. It's pretty cheap, and the 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 puzzle nature of the levels is very satisfying. That's like I like that a lot, mm-hmm. where it's not just twitchy, but the twitchy is also like it's hard without being unfair. Right. It's not like shit just pops out that you didn't know about, and um, there was nothing you could do. And the reset is very good. So like, if I kept playing a uh, you know a level and I die in the first like little part, I just restart over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again so I can get that. That being quick is clutch for those games. If it's so not clutch. fast enough, then it sucks. And um, there's a lot of levels. So I played it about three hours, and mm-hmm. I still have more. And I was able to get like, I would replay them until I could get like no deaths, but yeah. I wasn't replaying them to get the best time because that's i'll do that later maybe well it's probably because you're friends with the dude who made it like you have his it's too uh, some of them are just like yeah seem impossible at this point um but uh for those master times and i wanted to get through the, the rest of the game before i tweak out and 100 <laughs> percent um but i like sounds it sounds like my time to move in on kalimba then and it's uh you're freaking out about <laughs> yeah i i i liked it i mean i haven't had a game like this in a while you know where it's that kind of like replay over and over and over mash your head against the wall and there are like fun unlocks like the you can unlock different characters like one was commander keen which i loved that game oh yeah even though i'm short aged like shit Mm -hmm. uh and then the second one unlock that i've gotten so far was a battle toad so i can just play it just doesn't change the gameplay at all literally just changes the sprite (laughs) but it's fun playing as a battle battle toad yeah so it's it's good i'm sure completely licensed I, I have no idea. I'm Your not going to ask question <laughs> about that. Uh, I was I was really pleasantly surprised because I was really, you know, I, I've had friends who've made games that I didn't love. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to be and able. Those to, are. <laughs> it's nice to be able to be like, no, I genuinely. That's pretty good. I liked it. Um, broke astronaut. It's yeah. Let's see. It's right now. Five bucks. It's five bucks. Yeah. So that's a that's a more than fair. There's seventy levels. Um, so I've been playing that for about three hours and liked it. Clive McMulligan. There, you guys can no, use that in your trailer. No, it's the adventures of Clive McMulligan on Planet Zeta 4. Zeta 4. That's yeah, a long one. You can't even kind of acronym that. That's just kind of <laughs> tough. Taokumapazufa. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's easy. It just rolls off the tongue. I've almost bought Meat Boy on Switch, speaking of. <laughs> I'm like, almost, almost. Uh, I'm like, I never, like, I beat everything, and I completely cleared out the first two, like, light and dark. Yeah. Like, got everything, which was, I, that's the only game I played to where I had to stop because my thumb hurt. Yeah. Like, straight You up. get the imprint of the controller like, on your thumb. It's the first knuckle joint on my thumb was sore. Oh, see, I would get it where it'd be the pad of my finger would just be numb and hurt. Yeah, no, I wasn't pressing that hard, but I think it was just, like, the constant, like, yeah. flexing of it. I, it, like, straight up, I was like, I can't play right now. <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> um, I was like, ah, oh, I should buy that. But there's a new one coming out soon. Yeah. And then I found out what the new one was. Yeah. And I'm kind of bummed out about Why? it. Why? It's a runner. Oh, really? It's a fucking runner. I didn't know that. Why? That sounds like a cash grab. Maybe so, it'll surprise you in a way that, that you don't know. It's possible. Maybe. It's Maybe they not, reinvented the runner. Edmund is not working on it at no. all. He's no longer part of Team Meat, so it's all just Tommy's side. The whole thing now is you have a jump and a punch, 
and the game runs itself. I don't know, man. That's just the opposite of what it was. I don't know. So maybe it's good, but there's like you can tell they're like it's coming on everything. It's coming on phones, it's coming on this. And it was yeah, like yeah. there's a QA. It's like, is this just another shitty Is this a cash grab game? Yeah, just I think it actually up. says is this, cash grab? is this a shitty phone game? And like, no. <laughs> and let me let me go to the site because it was it's pretty crazy how much um it was like everything I was thinking was in this Q and A. That's so from the com- from Team Meat, yeah. like their own. Like we're going to address the elephant in the room right up front. Yeah, like please believe us. This is not a shitty yeah cash grab phone. So it's game. coming to everything: Android, iOS, Steam, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch. Um, is this a sequel? Yes, this is Super Meat Boy Two, but with a less boring name than Super Meat Boy Two. What's different? So let's start with what's the same. Dr. Fetus is still a jerk. Gameplay is super challenging. Hey, but don't fair. worry about anything. It's all the same. It's fun times. Yeah. <laughs> now it's different. <laughs> Meat Boy and Bandage Girl have a little baby named Nugget. Good name. Dr. Fetus has kidnapped Nugget, forcing Meat Boy and Bandage Girl to rescue her. Levels are dynamically constructed based on difficulty. Each time you beat a level, it reconstructs into a harder version of itself. Up to a point, we aren't gods. Meat Boy and Bandage Girl are no longer defenseless and can punch and kick their enemies. And the biggest difference, the controls, uh, the biggest difference, the controls. Controls are now two buttons and you have a jump, a jump attack, a dive, and a slide. Two buttons? That sounds dumb. Here's the thing. Shut up. Two buttons doesn't mean less control. It means we design levels to use those two buttons. You can get a surprising amount of movement and precision by designing levels that complete complement your controls. Super Meat Boy felt great because there was a marriage of level design and controls. Super Meat Boy Forever is no different. Is this an infinite runner? No. Super Meat Boy Forever's levels have a defined start and end. No infinite running. Uh, so if you always run, what are the levels like? iOS and Android, gross. Is this a terrible mobile game? Can, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like they, they're going through it. And so I, it could be something. It, like they could be. It's got a track record. You know, give them yeah, a chance. I, I'm going to, obviously, yeah. like I, for sure. Yeah. But I was really like, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, I didn't either. And I had no idea. I just assumed it would be more of the same. Yeah. That's what I thought like, it was going to be. More intense versions with maybe a couple like new mechanic-y things like they add you know not this exactly but they'll add like the ledge hang yeah, from something from, from the end, end is nigh, nigh. but yeah. you know even though that's an edmund thing edmund's game i think is coming out soonish too not mugenics that's never coming no. out. well he's gonna work on that with his new tommy <laughs> no it's never coming yeah out. um no it's called legend of bumbo <laughs> that's a great name it's it's a He's full on just reverted to making his own flash games again, right? Kinda, yeah. Bigger like, versions of flash. Back games. to his basement collections. This one is the uh, it's it's in the same universe as Binding of Isaac. Um, you know those little bums that you give money to. Yeah, it's one of those, and it's like a, a puzzle. What's that called? The puzzle RPG, kind of like you must build a boat, but the one before that, Puzzle Quest. Shit, I'm going to love this game. Where you have to match shit to, like, match items to yeah. do spells and stuff. Shit, I'm going to love this game. And the whole, like... The, <laughs> is it a phone game? I don't know. Oh. The look of it is 3D, and it's everything's constructed of cardboard. I like it. I'm going to... Sh- I'm gonna. That's going to be a good game for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I've still been playing Isaac. Yeah. Um, Isaac! Still, you know, 
trying to slowly work my way through other achievements. They're releasing the last expansion pack, like freebie expansion pack. Um, those are finally making their way on the Switch. Uh, some of those things are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually loaded up the community store or community page on Steam. I think I need to start checking out some of that stuff. All the workshop stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what Afterbirth came from? No. Or that was uh, Anti-Birth. Anti-Birth, that's it. That's a full campaign. Thing. Yeah. There's another full campaign, though, that you can like select that instead. And people are like forming these teams to do it. Whoa. And doing new art. And some people have even done mods now where they turn rebirth back into vector art (laughs) like they redid everything to make it look like the original meat boy yeah with all the new shit that's incredible yeah spend so much time on that yeah i mean you can use them as you know as like resumes i guess but you're still doing it for free yeah but there's all that stuff that's not coming to anything else you know so you have to do it on steam in some form but i want to check out some of these other campaigns because they they seem pretty legit yeah and they let you break it in ways that are kind of fun. Like, obviously, they couldn't have done this in the real thing. But now, here, look at this thing you can do. This is crazy. <laughs> um, they have a character called the Drawn, I think. And it's a character where you play as one of the doodles between levels. <laughs> you know, the things that Isaac yeah, yeah, is always yeah. drawing? It's that. And he doesn't use any items or collect hearts or something like that. Instead, he collects this new power-up that's ink. And then he can draw whatever he wants into existence. So it's like you can summon an item you want to use. Oh, interesting. Because you're not getting, you know, the coins or whatever. You're getting this ink neat. resource. That's neat. Yeah. And everyone, like, is commenting on it. So this is awesome. It feels like it's in the world and it works. And it's, you know. It's, it's I, like I, a new game, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost unlocked the last real character in Binding of Isaac, which is... If you donate 999 coins to the greed machine, yeah, it unlocks the last dude, which is uh, one of those little greed dudes with the money for eyes yeah. as a character you play in the base game. Okay. Which, that's, you know, 300 hours, and I haven't gotten them. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that game is deep. It's There's a lot deep there. Yeah. Um, See, but, the, like, my problem with... Isaac, to a certain extent, and I, we've talked about it to death, mm-hmm. is kind of the same problem with your your problem with deck building games. Is it just you start weenie, and you kind of have to sit and build up through those levels, and it's like fifteen minutes of levels that are just like they're not hard. I mean, you know, you can get through them, and but it's just like you're you're a weenie till you get those power ups. Well, there's there's certain like the deeper in you get, and the more you unlock, it changes those things in the beginning. The the changes of stuff you get in the beginning so that you can hear or you can start as other people start and things like that. Yeah. Well, it gives you different ways to approach the beginning. Yeah. Like Isaac's new thing that he unlocks is the thing where you can randomly re-roll a pickup. Yeah. So that, like you could suddenly get a new shit that they wouldn't normally drop for you at the beginning. That's or, true. But I mean, it's still it's, it's still the same it's, game. Yeah, it's still the same game. There's there's always a ramping up that just necessary to what the game is. Uh, and I just got tired of it after a while, That's where fair. I need to give time between it. But it is a great, great game. We've talked that game up to yeah. death. Well, speaking of Binding of Isaac, then, <laughs> let's go to 20 minutes or less. So there's a game that, on paper, is a game for me. It's called Streets of Red. And I don't know if I will go back to it yet. I do not feel like going back to it. 
the the general pitch is the beat 'em up of horror games versus horror movies. Okay. So there's references of to a bunch of stuff and it's all pixel arty and it's a beat 'em up and you pick a character and it's trope 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 and even in one of the screenshots there's a boss that is a giant bubbly mom's leg coming from down from the ceiling just like mother in Isaac. That reminds me of that this game I just saw that I assume you already bought which was like basically a simulation game that's like Cabin in the Woods. Where oh yeah, like... the Red Cab or the Lakeview Cabin Collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you played that? Yeah, but that's less that's more like a toy box. Yeah, it's a simulation thing, right? Yeah, it's like there's a killer and he comes out but it's like oh, I'm going to go have these dudes like go bang in this house. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like poking at it and seeing different stuff. But I've had that for a while. That that came out a while ago. And um, I haven't gone back to it, but they kept adding like new scenes or scene settings to it. Different sequel access, movies. Right? I don't think so anymore. Really? Yeah, I think it's done. Hmm. Um, let me look up the the write up for Streets of Red. Um, I I guess I was looking forward to it because I saw it on the Switch release panel for a while. Um, and maybe I just let my idea of what i thought it was kind of get a hold of my or get ahead of me yeah because then when it finally came out it wasn't priced crazy like it was like seven bucks i was like all right well maybe i thought this was like a bigger thing than it is but they definitely are selling it in a way that uh is bigger an idea that's bigger than what you actually are playing and streets of red devil's dare deluxe the only thing scarier than being eaten alive is running out of quarters a permadeath multiplayer horror beat-em-up that bestows players with the skills of retro gaming heroes in a fight against a legion of undead monstrosities. It was designed to be played over and over again, with each run offering up the potential for new content. Six playable characters and an ever-growing level selection work to keep the gameplay from getting old and rotten, while the easy-to-learn and hard-to-master combat system allows for plenty of depth. With every kill, you earn cash that can be spent on upgrades or to revive yourself when you die. You better learn how to make cash fast and spend it smart because in Streets of Red, you are, or when you're dead, your save dies with you. The chills, thrills, bills, and opportunity to learn new skills here won't stop until you. Every street runs red with blood. Yeah, so, that sounds spooky. Yeah. Um, so, like the, the boss here, there's like a fly, there's a Jason esque dude, there's mother, there's. And it kind of has this cool monochromatic, like gray, green, brown, and red. Uh, color scheme that makes it look like a super version of like a old Game Boy game almost. Okay. Um, but I think it just boils down to like the fighting stuff. It just isn't like super interesting to me. Maybe I just didn't get deep enough into it. But one of the stills, I don't know if you can see this from over there or not, but here's like a boss that's straight up a replica of the mother leg. Yeah. Coming down, and I just I played through like I didn't even die yet. And I just haven't gone back. I just wasn't having, like, a great time. Um, maybe it is because, like you're saying, I'm playing that beginning part of the game, and this beginning part of this game yeah, is just not as good. Yeah. Um, well, what, wasn't the reviews on that thing mixed, too? I remember looking at it. I don't know. This is on Switch. Oh, it's on Switch. Yeah, okay. I don't I didn't know if it had... I assumed it had been out on something else before because it's called Devil's Dare Deluxe Edition. Yeah. Um, But if it's on Steam, I had no idea. Oh, okay. Because I thought I was looking at that on Steam. I was like, here's the new Isaac. Uh, and it, the, the reviews were mixed. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I just, you know, 
there's lots of money drops everywhere and just like I, I felt I found myself doing like the same couple of moves but like the twist that they were putting on the combat was like see if you can pop this thing to kill more than three guys at once and it'll drop some food which is health and it was like I feel like the exchange was like I have to get hit in order to set this up uh. and it, I don't know I I to be fair did not play a ton of it and maybe that's why um do you think it was too similar to like if you want to play that game you'll just play Isaac? No, cuz it's it's straight up beat 'em up. It's like old Streets of Rage style mash dudes and then when they they fly backwards, they bounce a couple times and you can go hit them while they're down again. Like it's oh, okay. that type of game. And I'm not super into beat 'em ups anyway. Yeah. I just thought I could, you know, go based on like the You're theme. You're more of a beat 'em off type guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do that all the time, but yeah. like beat 'em ups I I can bounce off pretty quick unless there's something like novel or they feel really good. And this one, just, or like it crazy felt, Mother Russia bleeds art. Yeah. yeah, like that's what I was kind of hoping this would be. Is like I like the art and the style of this enough to kind of see what it is. When all it is, I'm mashing the same couple buttons. Uh, the system I just didn't think felt deep enough. But I did see it changing. I bought like an upgrade that made it so my charge move went from like a tackle to a head, flying headbutt. Like okay, that's different. So stuff is changing, but I just wasn't like the cool parts of the game was just like getting to those d- new changes. And then yeah. as soon as you got them, like, all right, well, I guess I got to play some bad game to get to the next one. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, and bosses were just, you know, like bosses in that era that where you had to put quarters in, they were just tough and you have to just stand there and hit them as much as you can until you die and then come back to life, pay to come back to life and die, then you hit, and die then... again. And you know, this wasn't having a great time. Yeah. It was fine when it was an arcade because you're like in an arcade and yeah, and you didn't know any better. Yeah, and it <laughs> like you only had so much time, anyways. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything in here you wanted to bring up? Uh, yes, I do. Um, one game that uh, I played that I was not as into was Death Road to Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it and because I, I like those type of games, I like I, Super I, Wagon Adventure and yeah, like, yeah. You know, but it, it to me it felt like a less good version of Oregon Trail, not okay. Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. You know, Oregon Trail kind of did that and did it better. They didn't in that my view. that didn't have real time shit in it though, did, did it? Did not. Okay, so that's but, the big thing in this one is there's hundreds of shit or zombies running around. There's hundreds, of, but like the real time part of uh, Death Road to Canada, I didn't think was great. Oh, okay. You know, it was like you run out of your car, you're running around, you're like button mashing. There are kind of zombies coming everywhere, but like the world that's built, I just thought Oregon Trail did it better, mm-hmm. and that that kind of like simulation on the road, moving to somewhere, you know, Oregon Trail like, um, or Oregon Trail like, um, I just didn't think it was that great. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd been meaning to check that one out for a while. I don't think I. Own and there's it nothing wrong anything. with it. Like it's a perfectly fine game, and it's you know it's got a lot of cool stuff in it i just played it and i was like ah i've had enough yeah you know and kind of over it all right so interesting that's, that's uh that, i think that was like ipad game of the year or some shit i i was really pumped about it for a really long time yeah and then when i actually it was just underwhelming oh, okay it was just really underwhelming for me because you'd played like organ yeah and i played other games like that and i just thought this one was fine mm-hmm you think it's because you can see all the stuff on screen at once? It's like the eye candy of it, part of the appeal. Yeah, 
and and i mean the whole just like you can get dog companions i was thought was neat and you can get all kinds of weapons they show that horse head mask and everything i just didn't think the actual gameplay was more Mm. than underwhelming it was you know it's classic 20 or less where it's not like bad yeah it's just i just don't want to play more than 20 minutes i had another game that seemed like it should be up my alley on switch as well and it was very very cheap so i tried to lower my expectations again yeah um but i'd seen this one forever it's called unholy heights oh yeah i played that yeah did you talk about it on here before i feel like i did you might have uh, i don't know i just I, it's a weird hybrid tower defense apartments management yeah. thing yeah um i don't know i this one i i feel more likely to go back than streets of red yeah but that's an older one. Yeah, it's fairly old. It's like the original, like one of the original indie games, something, something. It was it was like three bucks. Okay. Yeah, so it was like on sale. I think the price on Switch is only five if it's not on sale. But you you build build up rooms so that dudes can move into your house, and then as people come to attack you, then they your residents will come out of their houses to attack those things. Yeah. And that's kind of it. I think I just expected when I, I always see like management or sim stuff. I liked it. But it yeah, seems it is what it is. Fine. Yeah. But I just expected that stuff to be deeper, I guess. Mm. Um and again, it should have been a an indicator like if it's if it was crazy deep, they're not going to just sell it for a couple bucks. Yeah, 2013, so 5 years old. Yeah. And the art is interesting and it's you got all these wacky monsters that are, you're like the devil that yeah. owns an apartment complex. Yeah. And it's like lure monsters in with like new furnishings and you can charge you decide what to charge the room so it's half lure it's like viva pinata tower defense because you have to like build the rooms up to lure stuff into your apartment but you also want to get like the good ones so you can't make it too expensive or too cheap because then they won't look at it and that's like an interesting idea wasn't there like interaction like they can fall in love and things like that too they can they get like oh this tenant (laughs) has a boyfriend or yeah. something. So then there's two of them in that space when stuff comes by to attack. That's the only difference. Really. Yeah. Um, I did not play very much. I did a round and I, I played till I lost. Uh, and then I was like, oh, all right. I was like, like, I don't feel mad. It was like three bucks. You seem mad. No, you should calm I down, Joey. I didn't feel mad. Calm about down, it. man. You're out of control. <laughs> you got any more here? Uh, I do, but, um, yeah, I guess I could talk about it. There was a, Another game that was a puzzle game that it it's like almost kind of like very transparent is what it is. So you can't get too angry, <laughs> but it it wasn't like great, which is Tidalis or Titleist. It's like, uh, what is this a water one? No, okay. it's, it's looks like, uh, a, um, snood or like a, Gen, um, what's it called? Um, Kim fucking loves snood back in the day. Yeah. I love snood too. But like those things, it look looks horrible. It looks like um, oh, okay, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. What what's that gem one that was so bejeweled? Fun? Bejeweled. It it looks like a bejeweled, and it's very much like one of those games mm-hmm. where it has its own spin on it. But I Does played it, spin it very much for like five or ten minutes, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I'd play this on my phone while I'm pooping. You know, it's like, <laughs> oops, shit. I, I like puzzle games. It just was like, nah. Yeah. So that could go in 10 minutes or, or 20 minutes or less. 
All right. Well, we're running a little long, so let's let's actually do one more thing we can both talk about a little bit. We got a uh, press codes. Every once in a while, someone will send us their keys for their game. And at least generally, if I am not a huge fan, I just straight up won't bring it up because I don't need to poop on anyone who's, you know, sent me their thing for free, whatever. Um, but we both got one and both independently started playing and really liked. Uh, and that's called Helmut. Yeah. It's the badass from hell. Helmut, the, the badass, badass from, from hell. hell. And it's H-E-L-L-M-U-T. Helmut. Yeah. But it's not about a dog. No, that's what I thought. It's because a scientist of... named Helmut. Yeah. And uh, you've actually beaten this one. It's a, it's a run-based thing, but I haven't. Well, so I've you... beaten one run. Right. Yeah. I have not. So you could probably speak to it a little bit more than I have, or I can. Um, I would say, like, the base of it is very nuclear throny. Like, kind of has these wacky characters that in different gun types. Twin stick. And very like frantic feeling um i feel like like you were saying with spelunky uh vlambeer released the nuclear throne code and then now there's a ton of nuclear throne likes yeah <laughs> that are, are kind of like have that same feel where you have a sprite character and the gun kind of just rotates 360 around on top of them yeah which is very nuclear throne yes and when you aim this at game a... is not as hard as nuclear throne right not even close the the camera swings really hard in the direction you're aiming, which kind of has makes it feel more frantic, which is yeah. nuclear throne like. Yeah. But that's not taking away from helmet that does a lot of stuff I do really like. The art is very different. the The guns are very different. The style and and uh, mechanics, other than the basic shooting, are different. Yeah. So let's talk about like what I think the one big standout thing of this is, which is helmet the character. Who can turn into other characters? Yeah, that's he basically like the... switches places with other characters in your stable. Yeah, so you're essentially like a brain and a spinal cord that can float and shoot lasers, but that's your weakened like base level that you can then transform into the what is it, Rat King, and what's the one that you like to be? I don't know, Meat Machine or something. <laughs> like... Just basically giant abominations that have their own specials and weapon, like default weapon types. And their own health bars. So at any given time, you can switch between them. And, and, and they can have their own armor or their own gun or, you know, you can give ar- a, a health just to one guy and switch back to then another guy and switch around. Which is a neat decision to make because you can you can keep them at, like, low health and then fill that health up later. But if the health of a form dies, that's it. Yeah, like, there's one thing that you can get that'll bring back the last one that died, but the, the cost is high. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you know how many other forms there are in this? I, I know. That yeah, there's, there's like, like a, maybe 15 or something like that. Yeah, they all feel fairly different. I got like yeah, a, they're very different. An orc fairy that was basically like a big strong. Dude there's a with dude tiny with like wings. a flamethrower that is very different. There's a guy who. Um, what was the other ones? There's a guy who has like a shield. He's like a robot guy who has a shield around his body sometimes. Helmet the badass from hell. There's all kinds of very, very different characters. Um, and the way that you unlock the characters in these games is this like demon guy out of a book um, lets you go on these like mini timed runs that if you beat them, then you can get an extra character. But it's kind of a, a risk reward thing because you're going to weaken your other guys on these side quests that if you don't get that, you're kind of screwed. Right. Um, and 
not all the guys are great. So you might have weakened yourself to get a guy who's just like fine. You know, that you the guys you weakened are better. So you shouldn't have wasted the life that way. Um, but then you can, if you win a game using one of those other guys, uh, like on the last boss, if you beat the last boss with a different guy, then that guy will be choosable at the very beginning of the game. As it, your initial mutation. It's unlocked, yeah. Because yeah. you get one initial mutation with the base helmet um, with each run. And I, it's kind of funny looking at reviews on Steam for this. Uh, $15, by the way, uh, is a lot of people essentially saying what we said, where it looks and feels a lot like Nuclear Throne, but that isn't to say that it is a clone of it. Yeah. It's like, I think if you don't like Nuclear Throne, you don't have to bother. But if you like Nuclear Unless Throne... Unless there was a reason like you didn't like it because it was too hard or something like that. I, I mean, I, this one can be pretty punishing still. Like, it has that DNA. I guess, but... Uh, it's a different like nuclear. Th- I love nuclear throne, but it's a different level of intensity in my book. Yeah, not that this is bad because of it, but this um, it's just different. This, um... but that's just to say, if you didn't like nuclear throne, it just depends on the reason you didn't like it. You might still like this one, but if you like nuclear throne, I think for yeah, sure you can check for this sure out. Sure, like it, and you can, and still feel good about it because it's not like. Oh, why didn't I just play Nuclear Throne? Like this has enough different stuff. And it's got quirky little animations uh, at the beginning, and the setting is kind of funny. Yeah, and the art is really good. The writing's actually pretty good. <laughs> the bad guys are are cool. Yeah, it just it completely caught me off guard because it's free. It was, or you it thought was, it was going to be garbage. Well, not even that. I was just like, you know, I say sure, yeah, we'll take a code, and I don't, I know nothing about it, and I just sort of. Based on the art and the screen grabs they sent and the like, the brief write-up of the story, I'm like, yeah, this sounds neat, and then played it, and then played it for an hour. Yeah. Like, that rarely happens. I know nothing about something and end up really liking it. So if you're into that style of run-based Nuclear Throne-style game, I would definitely recommend looking into it. Again, that's Helmut, the badass from hell. No dogs. Rat Kings. Rat Kings. Rat King looks is the dog-looking thing. I think it's a pun on helmet, because he's a head. He's a maybe. Helmet. He's a helmet. He put his head in the head, make other heads. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like that a lot. So thanks again for sending that over to us, guys. The um, company, again, the developer is Volcanic. Let's see if they've done anything else. And the publisher is Grindstone. Um, and I just closed the thing like a big idiot. Like a big, dumb... Dummy, dumb, dumb. Yeah, you can find it on Grinder. Vamp, 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 vamp. Oh God, Ari's vamping again. He brought up Grinder. It two always seconds. goes to Grinder. Uh, yeah, so that's the only thing listed for both the developer and the publisher is Helmet. But I had a good time with it. I'm gonna go back to it, especially since you beat it. So yeah, I'm gonna beat it. Yeah, I was shocked when you hadn't beaten a run yet. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, I hadn't played it. I think since oh, we since last we last talked, talked about, about it. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, because you know there's Isaac Isaac to play in Flint Hook, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that feels like a show. I had one other thing I wanted to talk about this episode, but we can wait. Yeah, I have phone stuff too, but we could push that off. Cool. There's... Let's we'll have more to talk about next time then. Yeah, especially since we're a little long already. Yeah. But um, yeah, find more explosemagical.com. We're putting another game in the show page in the show notes on explosemagical.com. Notes. Yeah, so go to Explosive Magico and <laughs> click the podcast. 
tab at the top, find WASD, and on the actual journal entry for this episode, we'll have another Steam code. Uh, and if you do get that Steam code, please let us know what you think. Yeah, WASDpod at gmail.com you can send it to, or uh, WASDpod Twitter. Um, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, or as I've been requesting in other episodes, just pick a random product on, on Amazon <laughs> and talk about us. I don't think we need to make that an official request. No? <laughs> no you don't no. want that? Okay, fine. <laughs> iTunes it is then. Yeah, iTunes would probably be best five-star <laughs> review. Probably, probably, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, just reach out the other ways. Let us know what you think about the game, or if you want to talk about anything else, uh, you can get us those, or there's also the Waz Pod group on Steam. Uh, on Steam, I am uh, at Dibno, D-Y-B-N-O. Joey is at Clockface. Uh, so you can friend us to see what we're playing. We can see what you're playing. You could challenge. Uh, join the Kalimba challenge, if you, <laughs> the, if you dare. Yeah, the Kalimba leaderboards, the, yeah. the cutthroat Kalimba leaderboards. Yeah. I haven't checked that since last show where we brought that up. I oh, should okay. see if anyone has yeah, me neither. stepped up. I haven't up. played it in a while. Yeah. Um, and I, need to, I need to be the winner there, so... I'll need to be need to be well you're I not like i'll tell you that while you're deep in whatever that other thing was i'll system crash no in clive mulligan um, i'll uh take yeah. over kalimba yeah um but yeah it's uh, been another episode thank you for listening all right sign us out uh so in addition to you know the explosive magico podcast you check out the shirts and things like that um, the other podcasts on the network, like LOLJK and the Explosive Movie Show. I'd also recommend uh, another show that Joey and I do that's called Y'all Gonna Make Us Lose Our Minds Up In Here, Up In Here. Uh, it's a DMX tribute podcast. Uh, we, If you're looking where to jump in, I would, ep- uh, I would recommend episode um, three, which is uh, where Joey and I just talk about things that... Uh, make us lose our minds up in here up in here for about 45 minutes uh i would also recommend episode six that's where uh we huff gasoline and um just basically bark at each other for about an hour and a half until joey gets a little too aggressive and i just start crying um that's really a treat so check that out uh on the explozo magico page (laughs) dot dot com dot biz you need to start a new show called Huffing Gasoline. <laughs> <laughs>